0: Good Sunday to you, Rashini here, along with Dr. Hilden, and uh, we have quite an interesting show for you today. We're going to talk about all things feet. It can get icky, but your feet are very important structures in the overall scheme of your body, and I know we're going to have some questions today. The phone and text lines are open, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We also got an interesting little video question or question with video on Twitter, so we'll get to that with our guest. But uh, Dr. Hilden, my, I'm guessing that you over at Hennepin Healthcare, you and your colleagues get a lot of foot-related issues.
1: Indeed, we do, Roshini. You know, um, uh, you'll be surprised at all the variety of things we couldn't get to in this show today. And uh, everybody loves their uh, feet, but you don't realize it until they're not working right. You know, and 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 so much is going on there. So we're going to do a whole show about foot care today. And uh, indeed, we see all kinds of problems. We can talk about things ranging all the way from heel pain. Many of you have heel pain and plantar fasciitis. We can talk about bunions. If you have one of those bulges sticking out at the base of your big, big toe and your big toe is heading east and west and not north and south, what the heck is that? We can talk about that. We can talk about issues like sores on your feet that don't heal. And we can talk about things like how the blood supply to your feet if it isn't adequate can lead to um you know sore toes dusky toes and even can lead to uh loss of your foot especially those of you who might have diabetes or other vascular problems so the range of problems is broad and wide and that's what we're going to be talking about today and shortly i'll introduce my guest who the little teaser is dr nicole bowerly she is the director she's the chief of the department of podiatry. Um, Podiatric surgeons are specialists in uh, foot care. And she is a surgeon who um, routinely um, helps us to manage all of those issues that I just mentioned and more. So I'll talk to her in just a little bit. Uh, We'll introduce her and we'll take your calls and your texts. And we're already getting some of those, as you mentioned, Rashini. Before I get into that, just want to, um, one more reminder, uh, at the risk of sounding like I keep repeating the same message, it's a powerfully important message about our critical low blood supply. And I have been told by, by our blood suppliers in the state of Minnesota, that when I mention it on the air, they get more donors. And so I'm going to take this opportunity to mention it on the air one more time. We're at a critical blood shortage in uh, in the state of Minnesota, and my guess is they might be around the country as well. And that's for a variety of reasons. The, the main reason is that blood comes from donors, and over the pandemic year that is behind us, fewer people have been donating for, I think you can imagine what all the obvious reasons are. But also, it is now the spring and summer season when we need more blood in our local hospitals. So, if you are so inclined to donate blood, you will be helping out more than one person You'll be helping multiple people who need your blood products. It's so easy to do. You can either go to the Red Cross or the Memorial Blood Center. Memorial is at mbc.org. That's, and it's so simple, mbc.org. You can also call 1-888-GIVE-BLD. one 888 give It's easy. It's free. Takes less than an hour. You'll get a free Oreo cookie out of it at the end. So. Which is
0: always a nice bonus. Uh, Dr. Hilden, it's so important to, you know, I'm loving your messages every week about the blood donations, but it truly is one of the most selfless acts that you can do. And for people who really do want to give, this is such a great opportunity and it's so needed.
1: Exactly. It is. And I had uh, a a listener to the show um, say, I've never given blood before. Um, uh, and after hearing that there was a need, signed up, went that very week and donated, a first-time donor. It is um, If you're squeamish about needles, you can look the other direction. It's just one quick little poke in your, in your arm. And so uh, uh, it, they're so good at helping people out to get through that. And you might be surprised at how easy it is to do. So I really encourage people to do that. Our guest that I'm going to be introducing right now, and we're going to go to her right after the break, is Dr. Nicole Bowerly. She is the foot surgeon, the podiatrist that I was telling you about earlier. She specializes in both medical and surgical treatment of foot and ankle disorders in both adults and kids. She does trauma and in, in fracture care. She does sports-related injuries of the feet. She does wound care, including diabetes, venous, or other kind of vascular problems of the feet. And she does foot and ankle deformities, which cause chronic foot pain. She does reconstruction of the feet, including flat feet, bunions, hammered toes, all kinds of things. And she is the leader of our department of podiatry. So this is a surgeon you want to talk to. We're going to talk to Dr. Bauerle right after the break, Rashini.
0: Yes, we're all looking forward to that. So get your questions in. You can text us. You can call us. The number is the same, 651-989-9226. We'll take a break, and then Dr. Hilden and I will be back with this specialty foot edition, foot pain, all your questions about feet today on Healthy Matters.
1: We are back. We're talking
0: feet on Healthy Matters this Sunday, Rashini Rajkumar along with Dr. David Hilden and our special guest. Dr. Hilden, I want to share the number 651 for people to call and text. But go ahead and introduce uh, our guest.
1: Thanks, Rashini. Uh, we are going to talk to Dr. Nicole Bowerly, and I introduced her just before the break. She is the uh, chief of the uh, division of podiatric surgery, that's a foot surgeon. Uh, um, And uh, so but I won't go through all her credentials again, other than to say, welcome, Nikki. Thanks for being back on the show.
2: Thank you for having me this morning.
1: Dr. Bowerly has been on the show before. It's been a little while there. So uh, uh, I thought it's time to get you back and talk about foot care. First of all, I I rattled off a whole bunch of foot topics um, um, before the break that you and your colleagues at Hennepin manage. What are some of the most common things? that you see in your practice?
2: Uh, Well, at HTMC, we have a whole variety, like you mentioned. Um, So we do everything from trauma and fracture care uh, to those diabetic ulcers. um, And like you mentioned, uh, some people who have poor blood flow or that peripheral vascular disease that can end up with cool or dusky toes and then end up sometimes leading to amputation, we try and prevent that with our Center for Wound Healing and Limb Preservation Program. Um, So that's an important program that I'd like to mention for for HCMC. Um, That is a group of us that help uh, kind of diagnose and manage and treat early on, and we know patients have better outcomes when there's a multidisciplinary or specialty group um, that's all focusing in. So that includes the podiatric surgeons, the vascular surgeons and interventional radiology, and then also our hyperbarics department. So HBO is a pretty strong department at HCMC where we can treat multiple patients in one single chamber at a time.
1: I wish every single person listening today could see that that. Limb um, Preservation Program and the HBO Chamber at Hennepin. It is state-of-the-art. In fact, I would say there's nothing like it anywhere else. Uh, um, And so I'm so glad you brought that up, Dr. Bowerly. It is an amazing program. It's an amazing facility, more than the facilities, though. It's got incredible doctors. Can you say more about why someone would be needing to preserve their foot? Is this mostly people with diabetes who are at risk of having troubles with their feet?
2: Um, oftentimes it is patients with diabetes, um, and then we also do get patients with just purely uh, a peripheral arterial disease um, where they have a family history or a smoking history. Um, so whatever, whatever leads you to that poor blood flow coming into the foot, uh, then we try and um, uh, restore that blood flow, whether it's on the inside with like an angiogram in our vascular surgeon an interventional radiology department, or through hyperbarics, where it's that oxygen that helps with that uh, wound healing process. But either way, we try and um, identify if it's large vessel disease or small vessel disease, help that artery, help that wound heal, prevent those um, infections, which can lead to hospitalizations and amputations. So we do have one of the um, uh, -the state-of-the-art chambers in in the nation, and definitely in the upper Midwest. Um, A lot of times we will get patients referred or coming for second opinions when their only option is what's called a below-knee amputation, where the leg would come off right below the uh, the knee and end up with a prosthesis, or we're talking about a partial foot amputation. So we get a lot of patients who are seeking a second opinion or a referral, um, and we have pretty good outcomes, which is exciting to say.
1: And I'll bet you've, you've probably done more amputations than you can count. So as the one who actually <laughs> does this, you probably, are re- well, not probably, I know, this is what you're trying to avoid. You're really yes. trying to preserve a person's foot.
2: Yes. Unfortunately, um, we, we still do quite a few of them, whether it's trauma or due to um, infection uh, or poor blood flow. And um, uh, unfortunately, that is is the surgery that we are all very good at, yes.
1: And I should say, I do know many people, including uh, who have had to have their foot amputated, who do well. They get prosthesis. They do really well,
2: yes. So and Matt, you do
1: post-prosthetic care, or I mean post-amputation correct. help for them.
2: Yes. And then we involve our physical medicine and rehabilitation colleagues and um, our orthotists, and we will help patients get back to a great quality of life, whether it's with a, a prosthesis just in their shoe or below their knee um, to get them back to, to quality of life.
1: I'm glad we got to talk about that program. Um, I want to tell people what the number is to reach Hennepin Healthcare and Dr. Bowerly and her team. I'll say it once now and then once later. It's 612-873-MYMD, 612 612- 873-6963. I have about 612 more questions, Dr. Bowerly, but I understand we also have listeners that have questions both on the text line and on Twitter and on the phone. So, Rashini, is this a good time to maybe take some of our listener calls as opposed to listening to me ask questions?
0: Let's take some calls. Renee is calling from Fergus Falls. Hi there, Renee. Hi. I have a question. I have um,
2: acute Achilles tendonitis can you kind of explain what that is? Sure. So the Achilles tendon is that big tendon on the back um, of the leg that goes down and attaches onto the heel bone, on the calcaneus on the backside. Um, if you have acute symptoms, that means that they've presented just in the last couple of days or weeks. Chronic Achilles tendonitis is when you've had it for several months. Um, in the acute phase, then we would want to do things that are very supportive like icing that area, um, getting into good supportive shoes. Sometimes we want to do a heel lift um, in the bottom of the shoe. That will help um, reduce some tension on that tendon. Um, And physical therapy can be very important as well. Uh, They can do ultrasound, show you how to do your own gentle stretching exercises at home, They can show how to do some supportive taping. So KT tape is a wonderful modality as well. Um, And then that can uh, help that tendon process heal. So hopefully it's just inflammation and not getting into any chronic tearing. So that inflammation is what we want to control to help that tendon heal itself and have less pain and you get back to your symptoms. So that's kind of acute Achilles tendonitis.
0: All right, let's try to get in one more call before we go to break, doctors. Sharon is on the line from Stanchfield. Good morning, Sharon. Hi. I would like to know what causes
2: thick toenails when you get older and what causes a fungus in your toenails. All right. Sometimes not a popular topic, um, but happens to a lot of people. Um, Sometimes as we get older or age, our nails can change shape and color, Most we see mostly on our toenails um, rather than our fingernails, but both can change. Um, And fungus lives on everyone's skin. It's not a hygiene issue. So it lives on my skin and your skin. And it really likes to um, get into the toenails. And it's more of a cosmetic issue than anything. But sometimes they can get really thick or hard to care for. And then that becomes problematic or painful. So... um, Uh, seeing your podiatrist um, or your primary care provider um, for kind of some tips on how to um, manage or treat this. Um, Sometimes it's as simple as soaking and filing. Filing can be safer than trimming. Um, And then if you do have a true fungal infection, a lot of the topicals, whether it's prescription or over-the-counter, don't work very well. So a lot of times I say to patients, save your money. They can work only 8 to 10% of the time for some of the topicals. Um, So even a tea tree oil versus a prescription topical work about the same in our head-to-head studies. And then, of course, there are some oral antifungals, um, but you would need lab work um, for that to make sure that your liver is nice and healthy because our liver is more important than our toenails. So I usually start with just conservative care before we talk about um, any medical management or even removal. If they're difficult to care for, sometimes we even do um, remove those toenails.
0: All right. Lots of things going on with the feet. And luckily, we have Dr. Nicole Bowerly with us today as our special guest, taking your questions on foot pain and all things feet. Call us, text us, 651-989-9226 on Healthy Matters This Morning. And I want to remind you, I will definitely get to you if you call us. We will try to get to you if you text us. Again, 651-989-9226. We'll take a quick break. We are talking feet today, and somehow Devin finds every foot song that there is out there. If anyone can do it, it is Devin. Dr. David Hilden, Rashini Rajkumar back with you. Our special guest today, Dr. Nicole Bowerly. She specializes in medical and surgical treatment of foot and ankle disorders in adults and children. So all things feet, she is the one to ask your questions. Call us today, 651 989 9226 Again, I promise we'll get you if you call. We will try to get you if you text. Catherine is on the line from Blaine. Good morning, Catherine.
2: Good morning. Thank you so much for taking my call, Shaney and Dr. Nicole. I really appreciate this. I have, um, okay, so I am 72 years old. I work as a pharmaceutical technician and I'm on my feet a lot. Uh, do you suggest, because they are very sore at the end of the day, um, do you suggest getting orthotics uh, for my feet? Or is there some um, other thing that would work well? Some other shoe? So common question that I get a lot from patients, um, a lot of people who are working and standing on their feet end up with sore feet at the end of the day or sore ankles, even knees, hips, back, kind of all related um, to our structure as it goes up. Um, So one of the things that we first start with is – even evaluating the shoe gear, um, a lot of people keep their shoes way too long. Um, and even getting into a supportive new shoe every 6 to 12 months can be helpful. If you're already doing that, then yes, an orthotic can offer additional support. Um, and so I would recommend getting into a custom support then, um, not just an off-the-shelf or over-the-counter support. Get one that is custom made from your podiatrist. Um, we can do them by plaster molds, um, stepping into a foam box, or computer scans now, which are very accurate. Um, so the arch, um, so the the custom support is is um, specifically for your foot shape. You can't switch with your friend at all, or when you buy it off the shelf. So the custom ones are usually the best and offer the most support. Um, but shoes are very interesting. Um, they will break down and when you're looking for a shoe, you don't, if you can bend or twist the shoe, there's not a lot of support in it. So move on from that shoe. Find one that's very firm and um, supportive and that should help. So my
1: high heels are out, Dr. Bowerly? <laughs> um,
2: They're not good. High heels, high heels are also a very popular question. Um, I do also wear high heels, but I'm smart in the ones that I do pick. Um, so there are, um, high heels out there that are okay. Um, I try and stick to a heel that's, you know, an inch is usually the best. If you can go, you know, under, under that, um, or under two inches, anything over that really kind of changes your posture. Um, and then get a a good cushioned footbed up front. So we don't get into any metatarsalgia or sore toes up front. And then that wide toe box is really important too. So, The ones that narrow down, skip those. Your toes don't like that. (laughs) Um, So something that's a little bit wider and more friendly. But go ahead and wear your high heels if you want to, Dr. Hildren.
1: Thanks. That's a relief.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, doctors, we are getting a lot of texts coming in and several of them have to do with neuropathy. Some people just want to know what it is. Others want uh, sort of your advice on that. So maybe you could get into neuropathy.
2: Yeah. So, um peripheral neuropathy so um when it's the neuropathy that uh, we lose a little bit of sensation um in peripherals uh, at our foot or a finger level. So a lot of times when we get numbness in our toes, we can also have it in our fingers as well. It can happen for a variety of reasons. So we set we certainly do want to work that up if it's something new for you. So you'd want to see your primary care or if it's happening in your foot, your podiatrist. Um and we'd want to make sure that it's not um, something that we can help fix for you. So if it's a vitamin deficiency or a disease process that we need to help modify, um, then we want to make those adjustments so it doesn't become something permanent. If uh, if for example if our diabetes is kind of unchecked or uncontrolled for years, then we end up with a little bit of numbness or tingling that starts in our toes. Um, and can kind of work its way up through the bottom of the foot, and then the foot becomes numb. For some patients, they find that it's um, kind of more of an annoying pain. It feels funny. It fell asleep. It just doesn't feel right. And then for other of our patients, it's really painful. It's stabbing, burning, buzzing. I can't sleep at night are the symptoms I hear. And those we do want to help medically manage because sleep is very important, Um, and we don't want to get into a cycle of chronic pain where this is interfering with life. So if you have any type of peripheral neuropathy, you want to make sure that you're checking in with your podiatrist um, or your primary care doctor and see if we can help modify any of those symptoms so it doesn't become permanent.
0: All right. Richard is on the line from South Minneapolis. Hello, Richard. What's your question?
2: Uh, good morning and thank you. Um, three years ago, I had open heart surgery that resulted in continuous numbness and pain to my left foot, especially around the ankle, uh, as a result of removing a, a portion of the saphenous vein in that leg. Apparently, as I understand it, trauma to the saphenous nerve has caused something called complex regional pain syndrome. Uh, and I've been told it's a failure of the nerves in, in, my, in that area of my foot to no longer communicate properly. Uh, properly, rather, and that it may never self-correct. And I've seen m- many people and had many tests without success. And I'm wondering if you can give me any hope or suggestions. Um, yeah, that one's a that one is a tough one. Um, so um, CRPS or that chronic regional pain syndrome. Um, there, It can happen for a variety of reasons, um, so surgery or trauma, and um, it sounds like you have been worked up appropriately. Um, some patients find that those symptoms can be persistent, um, so if you're um, in with a good um, pain specialist, um, our pain clinic usually handles our CRPS cases, um, then they will be the ones that can best direct that Um Either it's through medication, Um, sometimes there's a stimulator that they can um, implant in the back to help stimulate that nerve and see if they can calm it down. Uh, Sometimes I can help with topical medications or custom inserts, Uh, but if that nerve's been damaged, sometimes that doesn't come back. So we help with other supportive measures with stimulator, orthotic, or medications then.
0: All right, we are talking with Dr. Nicole Bowerly. We're talking all things feet. Give us a call, give us a text. 651 989 9226 on Healthy Matters. We have just about 15 minutes left with her, so get in your questions. Dr. Bowerly, Morgan tweeted us some video. I know you've taken a look at it on Twitter, and people can, of course, always follow Dr. David Hilden, Dr. David Hilden at wCC radio and at Rishini R. so if you want to get us your questions that way, you can. This person says. Not exactly painful, but I've had a constant twitch in the arch of my foot for literally years. Morgan goes on to say, I would say for at least three years, it's been constantly moving, can hardly feel it. Some days it's worse than others, but always constant, no matter how slight it, it never fully goes away. And if people want to take a look, both Dr. Hilden and I have shared that uh, on our Twitter feeds, you can look and you can see Morgan's foot and it is a very visible little twitch that's going on there. Dr. Bowerly, any thoughts?
2: Um, so I don't know what um, workup has been done already. Um, sometimes uh, twitching, again, I would check in with primary care if you haven't. Sometimes twitching can be um, um, an electrolyte imbalance. Otherwise, it can be due to a nerve issue. So that tibial nerve runs right through the inside of the ankle. and. Um, That's something that we would get an EMG or an MRI on, so to look at that nerve to make sure that's working okay, that tibial nerve, or an MRI to see if there's anything else going on in that tarsal tunnel that we would need to address. Um, If both of those were normal, then we would suggest getting into a pair of custom inserts to see if um, supporting that nerve in that area could help with that.
0: All right. Uh, Dr. Hilden, do you ever see this kind of uh, visual come in uh, when you are seeing patients?
1: Well, people do come all the time to their doctor with various fasciculations. It might be in your eyelid, it might be in your hand, or it might be in your foot like this. And they are kind of hard to figure out what they are. So I like Dr. Barley's advice. I think you need a nerve study of some kind. And I would for sure look in to see what kind of footwear you're wearing and see if you're getting some support there. But there is some nerve that is irritated, <laughs> not to put it you know just too, too mildly, but I think that's what's going on. And we're just not exactly sure which one or why it's happening. But I think a nerve study might be in order and a neurologist can help you with that.
0: All right, Dr. Bowley, we've got about 60 seconds before break, but I think we can get this one in. Question about bunions. Please talk about causes, cures, how to identify.
2: So bunions, you can blame your mom and your dad for. Somewhere in your genetic um, family tree there, um, your foot shape and type is hereditary. So bunions um, don't necessarily, um, whether they're big or small, doesn't really predict the pain. So sometimes I see really small bunions that are super painful and really big bunions that are not. So we only fix the ones that are painful, um, that you can't fit in shoe gear, or you're changing your activities because of your foot pain. So not all bunions need to be surgically fixed. Sometimes wide shoes, ice packs, and a custom insert is enough to support that joint. Um, Sometimes we do need to surgically fix them. And that's something that we would determine with that patient, get an x-ray and see if they're appropriate surgical candidates.
0: Yeah, in related bunion news here, this other person is saying, surgery for bunions uh, as I have my toes crossing one over the other. Common problem.
2: (laughs) Um, And something that can be um, uh, straightened out um, if it's rubbing in shoes and very painful. Sometimes patients get pain on the top. Sometimes it's under the second toe. Sometimes it's right over the bunion bump or a combination of all of them. So that is something that we um, definitely can help with.
1: And I do want to say Dr. Bowerly and her team are the best foot surgeons around. So if you need a foot surgeon, you're worried about that, go to HennepinHealthcare.org and look up providers and you can just search for Bowerly, B-A-U-E-R-L-Y, and you can see how to get in touch with Dr. Bowerly and her team.
0: Wow, so many questions on bunions that have just come in. They're popping up like bunions. All right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, our last segment uh, with, of course, Dr. Hilden and me, but our special guest, Dr. Nicole Bowerly. Get in your questions. Call us, text us, 651-989-9226.
1: Got to put you there.
2: Take good care of your feet.
1: We are Devin pulled these songs now, from. Now, is that him? a real song, Devin? That one is. The <laughs> Beach Boys. I mean, knowing him, he
0: might have cut it to the That's the Beach
1: the break. Boys?
0: <laughs> the Beach Boys. Wow. All right, we are back. It's Dr. Hilden, Dr. Nicole Bowerly, and Rashidi Rajkavar. in our final segment on this uh, foot pain topic. And the questions are just literally uh, coming out of everywhere. And we were going to try to get to as many texts as possible. But I do want to remind you that Dr. Hilden is on Twitter at dr david hilden you can tweet him during the week you can tweet your question he'll respond on twitter we'll also try to get some more next week with open lines okay so there are different questions of course a lot more coming up on on bunions but let's take a little different tact here this texture says i've had heel pain for about a month i'm 68 have neuropathy in my feet from chemo what could be causing the heel pain it's sometimes throbbing and constant
2: Um, Well, heel pain um, can arise from a couple of different reasons. So I heard chemo in there. So um, we can get into some peripheral neuropathy and heel pain from chemo specifically, or it could be in addition to just being on chemo and we have acute heel pain. Um, Heel pain is super common. We're seeing a lot of that right now because a lot of people are getting out and walking more, which is great, Um, but it can lead to heel pain. Um, heel pain usually is um, that plantar fasciitis, a normal structure that attaches onto, onto the heel, that fascia gets inflammation in there, and if not appropriately cared for, can get into some small micro tears in that plantar fascia, plantar fasciitis. So we'd want to do some very supportive care that we think of just for any other fascia or tendon. Um, so ice packs, Stretching out that heel, if you just quickly Google, um, uh, or I can get, you know, some stretching exercises that work to stretch out the toes and that, that post your muscle group back by your Achilles, working on stretching out that ankle and heel. Uh, good good shoes. Um, if you haven't replaced your shoes, get into some newer shoes. And a lot of times um, people are going barefoot in the house uh, and or stocking foot, um, and that can lead to heel pain as well. So if you have acute heel pain, sometimes I recommend even a supportive shoe in the house and then getting into some inserts. Later on, if it lasts a little while longer, then we'll get into physical therapy, um, a steroid injection. Sometimes we use a device called a night splint, which is a splint you sleep with at night to help keep things stretched out. But in the beginning, ice, good shoes, orthotics, see your podiatrist if it's lasting more than four weeks.
0: All right, doctors, we have about two more minutes with Dr. Lee, so let's try to do sort of a fire round through the rest of these texts. This person, while well, Randy, is asking this, why does the outside ridge of my foot hurt all the time? Most of my shoes hurt. I have been checked for diabetes and don't have it.
2: Um, outside ridge um, is that I'm assuming that means up by the ball of the foot or on the outside, like the lateral portion of it. Sometimes it can be our, our foot. Um, structure. Um, Patients can present with a very high-arched foot, which tips you out on the outer edge. Sometimes we have more of a neutral arch, or sometimes we have a flat foot where that arch kind of collapses when we stand up. So um, all of them can use um, a custom insert if you're having foot pain. It's something you would want to be... examined and evaluated for if you're having continuous pain to see if an orthotic or if you're in the correct shoe um, that can help with that.
0: All right. We've got about 40 seconds. I'm going to see if Kelly from Lakeville can make her question really quick. Hi, Kelly.
2: Hi. Um, So a big toe or a ball joint problem, Um, eventually if it's bad enough, can um, those joints be replaced? Um, So in the big toe, did I hear that correctly? Yeah.
1: Um, I think so, yeah, big toe.
2: Yeah, so big toe arthritis, um, sometimes it's referred to as hallux limitus. Um, So in that um, joint, uh, uh, we can replace that joint. The joint replacements for that toe don't last as long as our joint replacements for the knee or the hip. Uh, so sometimes um, I'm pulling them out from other surgeons rather than putting them in. Um, uh, there are very good procedures that we can do for that big toe arthritis um, where we can clean up the joint, um, or even do a fusion of that big toe joint or a steroid injection. So there are very um, good procedures to help with big toe arthritis, no matter what stage you're in.
1: We have been talking foot pain and doing all the heavy lifting today has been my colleague, uh, Dr. Nicole Bowerly, the chief of uh, podiatry. She is a surgeon um, who specializes in foot care. Dr. Bowerly, thank you so much for being with us on a Sunday morning. This was incredibly helpful to so many. Thank you so much. Yeah,
2: thank you for having me on.
1: It was great to have you on today. If you need to get a hold of Dr. Bowerly or any of our surgeons and foot care people at Hennepin Healthcare, two good ways to do that. The first one is hennepinhealthcare.org, all one word, hennepinhealthcare.org. You can look up a a find-a-provider and simply look up Dr. Bowerly. You can go to the patient care section and look up our wound care and uh, uh, in our limb preservation program. Or you can use the telephone, 612-873-MYMD. That number is 612-873-6963.
0: Yeah. Dr. Hilden, a great show today with Dr. Bowerly. Next week we have open lines so people can text and call in all of their questions on any topic and Dr. Hilden will do his best and usually is great at this answering all your questions. You can also tweet us during the week at Rashini or at Dr. David Hilden. Make it a healthy week.